0: Support for Dipping Milk and Cookies is brought to you by A Gentleman's Outlook. Alright guys, welcome to another awesome episode of Dippy Milk and Cookies, podcast for two best buds try to figure out this thing we call life using friends, guests, and microphones. Guys, I am your host, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith. God damn it, this bit again. And with me as always, uh, my co-host, my heterosexual life partner, bestie of all besties, Mr. Oh, for fuck's sake, Michael, the master milker, Segovia. What's up Playboy? Uh
1: not a whole lot. Yep. Uh you know, a week has passed <laughs> and um <laughs> god did that go fast. <laughs> I'm still I'm still there man. I'm Time is moving quickly mm-hmm. and in this instance I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz some deadlines are approaching so once those deadlines are passed, then I'll be able to ease up and relax and be able to enjoy myself a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, activities and taking the kids to do stuff. I mean I always say, Oh yeah, I'll take the kids to do stuff. It's really shit I wanna go do, I just have to bring them with. <laughs> <laughs> It's really what it is. Yeah,
0: hell yeah! It's exactly what it is. You better fuck it. You're gonna like it. You're gonna have fun. God damn it! But they're gonna year, come. And you're gonna like it.
1: I'm gonna be smarter about it this year because like last year I took the kids, uh, the two oldest kids, to the Brewers game and they did not have fun and I wasted a bunch of money and I was kind of annoyed. They didn't have fun really. No, yeah. It and I got them good seats too. Like we were off of uh, third baseline. Like I don't know. That's a bummer. Middle of the ground level yeah it's like i don't know like roll 15 we'll say or whatever yeah. And, yeah those are good seats you know bought them their snacks and everything and it was probably by the third inning as i'm looking around at everybody i'm just like
0: i just spent 200 dollars for nothing <laughs> yeah just on seats <laughs> fucking asshole. It, oh kids. my god yeah not to mention the fucking snacks yeah so.
1: snacks parking i think it was, when it was all said and done it was like 400 bucks i spent for Ooh. one person to have fun, and
0: that was. <laughs> and I didn't even get to have fun because everybody around me was being a yeah, fucking thing. Jenny was the
1: only one that had fun because yeah. I was the one that was mad because yeah. else had fun.
0: <laughs> she loves when you're mad. <laughs> <She probably> does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, okay, guys. So this week, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to shake the boat up a little bit. We're going to skip the questions of the week. We're going to skip the six pack. We're going to skip the Master Milker's Mysterious Mysteries. Me and Mike are just gonna do something that we haven't gone. gotten to do. Oh, fucking son of a bitch every goddamn time. <laughs> Mike and I Mike and I are going to do something that we uh, we haven't done in a very long time since pretty much the beginning of this podcast. Is we're just gonna fucking talk. Yeah. We're just gonna jive, man. Like who gives a fuck about the segments this week? I'm leaving for tour. Well, I'm actually on tour right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: I'm happy to be with him. I'll make sure I edit that (laughs) out of there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on tour right
0: now. We wanted to make sure that we had we had an opportunity to actually just sit down and fucking have some fun with each other, man. Because that's we honestly we don't get to do that anymore, and like it sucks. It really does suck. But like you know, obviously it's not for. You know, a shit ass reason, you know. Right. Like I'm I'm off doing what I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid when I first started playing guitar. It's like a dream come true. It's it's fucking crazy. I still cannot wrap my head around it, truthfully. Mike, can you do me a favor and turn that light on, please? It's getting too dark in here. I won't get sleepy. It's still early, thank you. Um but I don't know, no, like having that realization that like what I'm doing is essentially a lifetime of work kind of yeah. coming to fruition and i don't want to jinx it by any means but at the same time like i can't help but just be like
1: hey <laughs> yeah, you gotta be giddy about a it little bit it's right there a you little know? bit yeah dude. i remember Fuck, watching yeah. you play on your little what was it, uh you had a fender. little fender
0: little fucking practice that piece of shit yeah I remember lugging that thing to fucking school to play a fucking guitar in the atrium. Into high school, I did the fucking, I did the the national anthem that they didn't fucking play because it was yeah. too fucking aggressive or whatever the hell they said. I was so lame. I was so upset about that because like I played it the first time I played it for them. I played it. I didn't. I don't want to say like I played it like Hendrix, but like I was, It was very Hendrix adjacent. It was mm-hmm. very jammy kind of like fucking fuck, uh, fuck the establishment. i'm gonna play it my way and uh who was principal at that time uh it wasn't gilbert's
1: or tell no no he was no, after
0: no 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 and tonowitz Tonowitz. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 uh he fucking listened to me do that and he was just like nope i'll let you do it i was at woodstock uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you do it but you have to play it you know Straight across the board. It was so fucking boring, but of course I still did it because I was egotistical and I wanted everybody to hear me play guitar because it got blasted through the entire fucking high school. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) But yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been playing music since I was 13. I started playing guitar at 13. I didn't start playing in bands until maybe like 15, 16. But then as soon as I got like my first taste of it, like it was a rap like i knew right then and there like this is awesome i had no fucking idea like what really went into it but i knew for a fact unequivocally i wanted to be a musician i think in some sort of capacity
1: i think you've been in a band almost the entire time since high school there was very few stretches where you weren't just when i was in
0: illinois just when i was in illinois pretty much
1: and when you moved to madison
0: uh, no, I was playing in a jam band. Oh, you were? Yeah. The guys that live right next door to my brother. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the guys, two of the guys, one was a guitar player. One was a bass or no, no, no. One was a drummer. One was a bass player. Jim, the fucking whore. That's right. That dude fucking unbelievable. Ah, man. I really wish I could remember his last name. Fuck. I'd love to look that guy up. See what he's doing nowadays. Cause dude, this motherfucker, he was like the epitome of hippie like petrulee fucking flip it was just and like yeah sure he wasn't the most terrible looking guy in the world but like on the surface ain't shit this fucking guy was pulling poon like you was wouldn't Was he the drummer? Yeah, yep. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh he was pulling ass like it was going out of style. He had he was like one of three fucking males in the women's studies like lecture it's like fucking 120 fucking women in this room three dudes and the other two are gay and he's the he's percentages not,
1: of knocking down a couple of them pretty, it was fucking good.
0: unbelievable that dude uh, I had nothing but props for jim because that dude again he was just smart he was really smart that was a thing he was a very very smart very very smart individual he just knew how to use his words he really knew how to use his words and then yeah he was a drummer on top of that Pay me fucking dropping, yeah, 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 to the right crowd. But see, that was the thing; he wasn't pulling in hippies. He was pulling in fucking smoke shows, like straight model dimes, bro. Like that go weed. Ah, f- f- f-
1: fucking thundercock
0: or something, yeah. yeah dude, that's what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> like that black dude that's sitting on the edge of the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that, but white. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness but yeah no 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 I played in a jam band with those guys I, and I still remember I'm sure I've told this story before on the podcast I remember going to a house party with those guys and there was a band in the basement of this house party and they fucking were dog shit and they stopped playing and Jim asked one of the guys he was like hey can we hop up there and play on your sip for just a second and then like the three of us, no singer. Just the three of us went up there and just played our jam, which usually ended up being like fifteen, twenty minutes long. And dude, we had the whole fucking basement like hopping, hopping hard. And then eventually, the guys that like all their gear, they fucking they shut us down because they were just like, "You're making us look really fucking bad. You guys got to stop playing right now." <laughs> like the dude literally came up and turned his guitar amp off. Like said, <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um Again, it's 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 really weird. It's surreal. You know, you hear the stories all the time. Just like you know, I've been dreaming about doing this for yeah. the longest time without a fucking blood. Yeah, me too, motherfucker. Yeah, that's but how like, most
1: of those interviews start off. Like, oh well, I've I've just always wanted to do this. You know? Yeah, like,
0: exactly. I know, and that's what, that's essentially my point. Is like, whenever somebody says like I really want to do this, this is like my dream. This is my goal in life. Eventually, somewhere along the line, I need to put my stamp on this. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, you'd hear somebody say that and you'd go. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now, like, now that I'm fucking doing it, it's just like, all right, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 exactly. Where's she at? I'll f- <laughs> you stand right here. I'll stand here. <laughs> well, but she'll sign the consent form. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you uh, need to carry a backpack full of them. Yeah, oh,
0: my God. No. You need to sign off on me.
1: this saying that uh – you're not gonna sue Mm-mm. why would i need to sign that
0: just sign that's me. another thing that's the biggest misconce- misconception about like touring musicians unless you're fucking motley crew like <laughs> dude you don't have time you don't have time to pull like play games like that like sure there's sure there's definitely women at the shows and like yeah, yeah if you're fucking playing like, and if you're good and you're decent you put on a good show yeah i'm sure you could parlay it something into something but like, dude, you play the set, and then it's just like you go to the merch table, and depending on, like, what city, how far you have to go to the next, you know, show. You could be there for fucking 25, 30 minutes after your set, or you could be there for, you know, two hours. Either way around it, like, we've got to go. <laughs> like, I've got somewhere to be. Yeah. And it's definitely not with you. That's for damn sure.
1: I think even, to some of the big bands, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're all, well, just for an example... We'll just say Slipknot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure one of those guys may be single that can pull the chicks when he wants. But on the other hand, a handful of those guys, they may have their wives with them at that particular show. Oh, exactly. That's the
0: thing. That's what I'm saying is like people, again, there's this big misconception that like when you're a touring musician, it's just this rock star fucking sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. And it's just like, no, bro.
1: Sex? No. With your wife? Yeah, right, exactly. Drugs. Drugs. My
0: fucking Ambien to make <laughs> <laughs> get me to go to sleep. And then the rock and roll, the music, of course. Yeah, duh, it's what we're here for. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't completely off, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's not like the 80s. It's not the no. 80s anymore, bro. You can't make money off music like you could back in the day, which is a goddamn travesty. But at the same time, it's just, you know, times change, dude. So, you get a lot of the
1: money from, what, the endorsements and stuff, then? Uh,
0: I mean, yeah, you save money with the endorsements. Like, you have to be one of the heavy hitters. Like, okay, so, like, how endorsements work. For certain companies, uh, when they endorse you to start, is they just give you, like, a a significant uh, uh, cut of the price. Mm -hmm. So, like, you get – you have to order stuff. You're still going to pay them, but you're going to pay – 60% 60% you're going to get it for fucking 60% off yeah. you know what I'm saying and then it's your responsibility that when you're out at the shows that you're promoting said endorsements so that's why like when I play like I always have my Dirtbag shirt on I've always got fucking I'm always using my in tune picks like my signature picks yeah uh, fucking Chris has always got his scorpion sticks um, Phil's playing his fucking Conklin his MG basses even though that's a custom piece too but the MG basses is his actual endorser uh, it's putting, putting the name out there. So the more you can do that, the more that they will reciprocate to you. So essentially how it breaks down is like, if you're a band on the road and you hit X amount of markets and X amount of time and you actually have it documented, that's when their people will reach out to you and say, Hey, we see what you're doing. we like it. We appreciate it. Okay. Instead of paying 60% off mark or uh, retail, you're going to pay 70% off. All right. And then the more you do that, the more it compounds to the point where yeah. like, OK, we do this all year and we've been doing it for the last three years. You're going to start giving me this shit and they will. They, that's when they say, OK, you have X amount of re-ups. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't <laughs> yeah. just be like demand new stuff every fucking day. Like we'll give you this amount of stuff for for this quarter and you just got to figure it out. you got to make it work. And then if you if you got if you need more, then you have to pay for it but it'll be even more discounted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's how endorsements work. But, no, the real money, truthfully, the real money is in the merch.
1: I was going to say merchandise. <laughs>
0: merchandising. Merchandise. Merchandising <laughs> where the real money for the band is made. And that's why, like, dude, we've re up We've got, like, we've got five different shirt designs now, and they're all badass. I see you the, guys got mugs. Uh, yeah, we got coffee mugs now, which also badass. We've got fucking uh can koozies now we've got sticks stickers uh, fucking symbols drum heads um what's the other new thing chris wants to introduce these things called flesh drives it's a really brilliant, like, uh, brilliant idea but they're gonna be flash drives with our logo on them okay that'll have basically all of our not all of our music Ooh, excuse me but it'll have all of our newest music on there and then uh and then yeah, we fucking sell those market them as flash drives. It's fucking brilliant. Um but then yeah, it's a it's just a flash drive. You can fucking wipe the songs off and then you got a flash drive. Yeah. Know, who doesn't need a flash drive nowadays?
1: I don't, I have so
0: many. I, but see that's the thing, you don't have a reflection of flesh one? No. No, exactly. You're gonna reach for that one before any other fucking scrubs all the other fucking flebes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's got a logo on it you're gonna look at that before you look at anything else. This is the truth, and that's the thing. Like, I—it's so funny, Keith, our manager. Like, he said it to us when we were in Toledo at the end of our tour last in uh, the other month. <clears throat> He's just like, I think you—you you misunderstand. Like, you're not in the music business. You understand that, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're in the apparel business. You're a fashion designer, dude. Yeah. Like, your money comes from your merch. I can see that. And like, sure, like w- with more notoriety the more you can bring in a crowd like yeah you'll get the guarantees and everything which is awesome because like we do have a guarantee like it's really fucking exciting that i can say that now like we won't we we don't move unless we get x amount of dollars like there has to be a deposit for us to even like load the fucking van up yeah load the bus up so like it's really that's an accomplishment in and of itself like being an original band an original music outfit and being able to charge a guarantee like it's, yeah. it's really hard to do nowadays. So like we can do that. We have the ability to do that. And like, yeah, some of the door deals can be really good. Again, if the crowd's there and if the fucking guy in the door is doing his fucking job. Um, but again, the merch, it's the merch, man. That's where the money's at. So, yeah, like when he said that to me, I was just like, huh. never even thought of that. Never even thought of that. But you're absolutely right, man. Like the music is a byproduct. The music is the gasoline. Yeah, it gets for the fucking to merch fire. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see how our shirts sell this tour because we're gonna have bigger crowds, we're gonna have bigger rooms, we have more designs, and we have the the one shirt. And that was the one thing that Keith said. Also, he's just like, dude, put something fucking dirty on the shirt. Like, don't just put designs on there. Put words on the back. Like, put something fucked up on there and watch it become your number one seller. What are you talking about he's like dude our filthy fucking metal shirt like dude we've sold thousands of those shirts at 25 bucks a rip you can do the fucking math man like it does it doesn't take a rocket fucking scientist to figure that out it doesn't take a botanist to figure it out you know what i'm saying (laughs) so yeah we've got the the false prophets no gods no fucks given written on the back of the the newest shirt design which like dude yeah we're expecting to sell out of those Quick. So now
1: how's that going to work? Do you guys bring a bunch with you on the bus or mm-hmm. do you, like, reach a point? And you're like, okay, I know we're going to need more shirts because we have X amount of shows left. you just have them shipped in then? hmm oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. We have already got it on standby, essentially, with our, our shirt provider, uh, If which hopefully uh, when we need more, then, yeah, we'll say we need a re-up. We're going to be in this city by the time they're done send them to this PO box or send them to this FedEx and we pick them up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So yeah, we're really hoping that happens. I really feel like it will. I really do. I really do. Because like our last tour shirts, because like we had tour shirts made for this last tour that sold really well and we made new ones for this new tour. So we're expecting those to sell really well in addition to the, to the false prophets, no fucks. So either.
1: who comes up with the designs for the the shirts? So
0: we uh we outsourced the work to a guy named Slam Muerte, uh out of Indonesia, I'm pretty sure. Sounds this about right. This dude this dude has done art for fucking Kill Switch, he's done art for flames he's done art for decapitated, he's done art for a lot of really big national acts uh so yeah we've been working with this guy for the last 18 months every fucking design it's really cool too because like we've built a rapport with him now so that like every time he brings out a new design like he'll send it to he'll send it to a bunch of bands before he like posts it online just say hey this is a new design let me know if you're interested kind of thing and chris has been fucking going crazy like hard in the paint with uh with buying the designs. so that's why we have five fucking dope ass shirt designs now and two of them Well, actually, we have six if you're still counting some of the the old tour shirts, which I don't know if we're going to bring on the road. We should. I think we should just fire sale them, Just get them out of there. We need the money. Um, But, yeah, we've got a lot of really cool looking merch. And that's a big deal. Because, again, you know, when you walk into a show, any kind of national show, especially with a tour package, like you're always expecting the merch section to be uh, not necessarily a spectacle, but it has to be impressive. You know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. you walk up to a merch table and everything's on the on the table, it doesn't look right. It doesn't it's not appeasing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how cool your shirt design is like you maybe have three things maybe, for sale? maybe yeah, that too. Like that options is always a big thing, but it's just like the presentation. Like why don't you why don't you save your money on that second design and actually buy yourself some trestle or trellis or whatever the fuck it's called so you can actually hang your shirts up yeah you know what i'm saying like if uh, keith explained this whole thing to me i can't i'm not even gonna try to i'll do it i mean no there's justice. a reason
1: why he's in a position he's in
0: that's what i'm saying yeah absolutely so everything that that guy fucking says like i'm just soaking it up like a fucking sponge because it's just yeah it's lighting so many fires and it's just like god damn it how did i not think of that before it's so simple it's so simple how did i not think of that before a dipshit you've never been in the position to have to think about it dummy right, right. like what are you talking about like don't be so hard on yourself but it's just like fuck it so stupid like that's it's like a no-brainer like when he said that shit about like putting fuck on the shirt i was just like what and he's you just like are, are you that? kidding me dude like they sure there's gonna be one guy in the line that's gonna be like ugh. but guess what there's like six fucking high school kids right behind him that are like i want that shirt just to piss my dad off bet let me get that money that he gave you (laughs) for sure and it's just like that's a no-brainer like why didn't we think of that before like it's crazy it's fucking bananas it's bananas to me uh but yeah yeah it's it's cool it's fun it's fun i'm really excited to see where it goes man like i said we're gonna rock this shit until the wheels fall off yeah you have to absolutely absolutely and that's the cool thing too is like there's so many little offshoots of everything that we've been doing over the last five years that like and that's the crazy thing too like we've been doing we've been at this for five fucking years i came back yeah. to milwaukee in 2017 for the man in october of 2017 and now it's almost october 2022 like almost five years on the day like fucking crazy crazy um but no no, no all the relationships that have been built along the way yeah along the ride trademark <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's parlaying into into more opportunity after the band is done you know what i'm saying with like chris investing with paul in the new space yeah like paul asking me and chris and phil to like help him stagehand for like real fucking shows in the city like at Serve, at like you know during Summerfest, like real real productions yeah uh which all that that's fucking killer money super super good money and it's some it's in my genre it's my it's my lane you know it's music like, yeah i just i essentially want to uh, music is my life has been for a long time and it's never going to change so like if i'm not playing music i'm producing music if i'm not producing music i'm fucking helping produce music you know what i'm saying like i will always have an attachment to to the milwaukee music scene in some way shape or form or whatever scene i may end up in yeah either way around it but yeah with a lot of the connections that we've made just over the last few years, uh, it's it's super I exciting.
1: I do have a question, though. Yeah. So, it was was a Friday or Thursday or something like that. There was a post on your guys' page uh, that showed pictures of the inside of the bus. Mm-hmm. So, one bed looked normal. The other bed had SpongeBob on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell me that's Phil's bed. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I fucking said it on there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil sleeps on that side, yeah. Yeah, I fucking knew uh,
0: it. Yeah, no, Phil and Chris, they sleep in the back, on the, the two cots in the back, and then I unfold the futon out in the front. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, sleeping on the front, the front side of that bus, it doesn't matter which side, because, like, like, when you walk in and you're facing the cockpit, that's funny I said cock, uh, the right side is, like, an actual futon, that unfolds but then the left side like you fold the table down oh yeah and then the the cushions just lay across all that shit so like after i don't know like eight or nine days of sleeping because like i originally had been sleeping in the back of the bus but there's cupboards who excuse me that hang over like the foot of the bed like where your feet are we hang up clothes and whatnot. And I just fucking I would have the worst habit of just like blasting my knee when I go to like turn my body on the bottom side of these cupboards. So I was just like, I'm not sleeping back there anymore. That's all you guys. So I started sleeping out in the futon. But then after like nine, 10 days of that, I could, I could feel the futon like starting to bend like <laughs> this. So I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just hop over here. And it, it did work out better because like when you're on the futon side, the the walkway to the cockpit it gets shortened Mm -hmm. it gets cut off a little bit at least with the other side with the table side the, the whole hallway the little walkway can stay open yeah so i started sleeping on that side but then after fucking five days of that shit it was just like you're sleeping on a piece of wood with a cushion that's this fucking big on it so it's like you're basically sleeping on the wood so i just wake it up my hips would just be like oh god damn it now i have to fucking move gear okay we got it done, but, yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that. But at the same time, I love sleeping on the bus, dude. There's no better sleep. I, I don't know what it is about just, like, a moving vehicle. Dude, if you have the opportunity to, like, lay down and, like, really get comfy like you would in, like, your own bed. Oh. you like A fucking light switch, dude. Just I've
1: got a, I'm pretty good at falling asleep in vehicles.
0: No, and that's what I'm saying. It's easy to fall asleep in a moving vehicle, Period. Period. I mean, for me. I know lots of people have trouble with that. Yeah, but I don't understand how fucking weirdos, right? Um, Dude, it's just rocking you to sleep. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when you can do that completely laid down, oh, it's the best, dude. It's the best. And, like, literally, I'm not going to lie. When I, when I first came back from tour in March, I couldn't sleep right for the first, like, week, week and a half. That makes sense. Because I was just used to sleeping on the bus. Yeah. And now I'm sleeping in a bed that's not moving. I can't fall asleep right now. Maybe that's why weird. water
1: beds were big in the '80s. You know, musicians mm-hmm. had water beds. <laughs> Get off the road. There's still some motion in the bed. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking water beds, dude. Oh man, I think those things were so goddamn popular. I oh, remember why, my, man.
1: You spring a leak, like your whole day is done. Fucking,
0: and not only that, but you gotta buy a new fucking bed, dude. <laughs> Fuck. uh, my aunt Colleen, my uncle and aunt, or my aunt Colleen, and my uncle Jeff had a water bed way back in the day. They used to hate it when I would come over because I would just immediately just like sprint to their bedroom and just like swan dive onto their bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after you hit the... Right. Yeah, because yeah, those things were firm, dude. <laughs>
0: it's water, but that fucking bag that held that water was thick. <laughs> so like, I don't care. There's no amount of sheets you're going to put on top of that that's going to soften that blow. <laughs> it's like doing a fucking belly flop without exactly. actually falling into the water. <laughs> exactly.
1: That shit would hurt. Makes
0: it twice as bad. Yeah, it did hurt, <laughs> but I did it every time. Like clockwork. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it. What's up, rat? Hi, baby.
1: I remember I don't know if you remember But Kylie She had A water bed too But there were tubes There were like 10 foot or 12 foot long Like tubes Mm -hmm. That you had to fill up And then put them in Individually Opposed to just the big Big bag Big bag That shit sucked too
0: they're not even comfy. They're not. <laughs> They're not even comfy, bro.
1: It's just to like like you said, you know, you kind of just like the motion. It's the motion. You fall asleep. Yeah. And yeah. when you're asleep, you're just sleeping on this hot bag of water.
0: like. And then God forbid you're sleeping with somebody else as soon as they fucking move. Yeah. (laughs) The whole fucking bed is going to move. Like, dude, I don't want to do that because, like, I move around a lot uh, when I sleep. So, yeah, I could see how a water bed would be a fucking disaster piece uh, with a significant other. If you're a bachelor, if you're by yourself, it's one thing. But if you got somebody else, some other jackass fucking moving the bed.
1: I want to know who came up with that. Who thought it was a good idea to, hey, let's just get this garbage bag filled up with water to (laughs) sleep on it?
0: Who invented. William H. Waterbed. Waterbed. <laughs> Neil Arnott.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a knot.
0: D- Dr. Neil Arnott, FRS, LLD, was a Scottish physician and inventor. He was the inventor of one of the first forms of the waterbed, the Arnott waterbed, and was awarded the Rumford, Rumford Medal in 1852 for the construction of the smokeless fire grate, as well as other improvements to ventilation and heating.
1: So he made a wire bed back in 1852.
0: One of the first ones.
1: It was definitely made out of sheep's t- uh, stomach
0: done. In the early 1800s to relieve patient dead bed sores, Dr. Deal Art Jesus Christ, Dr. Neil Arnott, created a hydrostatic bed by covering a warm bath with India rubber, India rubber cloth, and then sealing it with varnish to prevent leaks. In 1893, a British physician, uh, physician Dr. Portsmouth. Uh, patented a similar invention India rubber cloth I've never even heard of I that I was just about to say what is India rubber cloth and hell oh, and the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. India rabbit what did I say India what India rubber, rubber cloth. cloth rubber cloth
1: little uh. do we know it's alien technology primitive <laughs> alien technology <laughs> no
0: shit what is... I suppose I'd probably start there. What is India rubber cloth? The garments were lauded for being impenetrable to water. The India rubber was plant placed... God, I can't fucking read... The garments were lauded for being impenetrable to water. The India rubber was placed between two pieces of thin cloth, either worst, worsted or cotton, and bags made of it, were filled with water to be uh, seen hung up in the stores for vending the article. Did this guy have a stroke while he was writing this? And affording ocular demonstrations that did not let water out. So it sounds an awful lot like uh, India rubber plants, or India rubber um, India rubber cloth was the 1800s uh, neoprene. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Huh, yeah. You learn something every day. Do waterbeds get moldy? Ugh. Sometimes mold begins to grow on the exterior surface of a waterbed mattress when there is a leak in the mattress. A small leak may go unnoticed for a while, but the warmth and moisture makes a perfect environment for mold. Ugh. I believe it. (laughs) You called it, yeah. The fucking warm trash bag.
1: Fucking.
0: Water beds, man. When did they fucking. When did water beds go out of style? When did water beds go out of style? My
1: guess is like 94.
0: End of the 80s, early 90s. (laughs) Whatever happened to water beds? Uh, For kids and adults alike, waterbeds used to be the coolest uh, until suddenly they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, who wrote this? Fuck. Jeff Wells, well done, my friend. You fucking got that right on the head. (laughs) After a heyday in the late 80s in which nearly uh, one out of every four mattresses sold was a waterbed mattress, the industry dried up in the 1990s, leaving behind a sense of unfulfilled promise and thousands upon thousands of unsold vinyl shells. Today, waterbeds make up only a very small fraction of overall bed and mattress sales. Many home uh, furnishing retailers won't even sell them. Who the fuck still some buys that a waterbed? do. Bed? Say it's been years since they s- they last closed the deal. <laughs> so what happened? Although they were most popular in the decade of boom boxes and acid wash jeans, waterbeds had been gaining steam since the late 1960s, and in retrospect, seem to have more substance to them than other no- uh, notorious fads. How did our enthusiasm for sleeping atop gallons and gallons of all natural H2O drain away so quickly? By some accounts, water beds date all the way back to 3600 BCE when Persians filled goatskin mattresses with water worn by the sun. In the early 1800s, Dr. Neil Arnott, uh, a Scottish physician, created a hydrostatic bed for hospital patients with bed sores. This was essentially a warm bath covered with a thin layer of rubber and then sealed up with varnish. In 1853, Dr. William Hopper of Portsmouth, England, patented a therapeutic rubber mattress that could be filled with water. It, too, was for hospital patients suffering from poor circulation and bed sores. In the mid-20th century, science fiction writer Robert Heinlein Inspired by the months he spent bedridden with tuberculosis in the 1930s, described waterbeds in great detail in three of his novels. The beds he envisioned had a sturdy frame were temperature-controlled and contained pumps that allow patients to control the water level inside the mattress. Ooh, gross. There were also compartments for drinks and snacks even grosser, which sounds really convenient. It was, according to Heinlein, an attempt to design the perfect hospital bed by one who had spent too damn much time in hospital beds. That's fucking wild. <laughs> that's so Rabbit crazy. I wonder, hang on, let explains. me see. I want to see how much a waterbed goes for nowadays. I can't imagine water it being more than like my- Retail mattress. What do you want, kid? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, what's up? Fucking dork. God damn it. <laughs> waterbed, nine inch waveless deep. F- no, that's waterbed mattress. There you go. Three hundred bucks
1: sounds about right three hundred
0: bucks where does it? Like it come 200. from? Where does it come from? Sterling sleep systems
1: oh, <laughs> they do the sterling mattress i I can't imagine anybody's really searching
0: dude, there's literally <clears throat> for sale there's literally like three results <laughs> yeah, fuck that, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody at once! Yeah. Yeah, honey, you know it's all right. That's fine. Jalen, come here. Jalen, come here. Come here. Jalen, come here. Come here. Come here. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, very good. Go away. Go on. Go on. Go on. Oh, you want to give me a hug? Oh. I'm Pull me off the chair. You're going to pull me off the chair. I just cracked your back, too. Go on. Get out of here. We're almost done. Almost done, honey. <laughs> a special appearance by Jaylene Segovia, everybody. I'm grabbing a sucker, too. Just got my way out. What the fuck? Did you just fart? I think you did. Yeah, you did. You fart her. Go on. Uh, waterbeds. Wild. Uh, touring. Going to be fun. Let's talk about something crazy. Let's talk about something else. What else is happening right now?
1: No, what isn't happening right now, yeah, dude? I,
0: your guess is Elon mine. Musk bought Twitter. Oh, that's right. For like forty-four billion. That's right. Fucking chump change. To that guy.
1: He had said he, he secured forty-six point five billion in funding to buy Twitter, and then I saw a thing that says Twitter accept the offer for forty-four billion, and then it was going to go private. So I think that means if it's going private, they're not going to be a publicly traded company anymore. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you lose money on that? Mm -hmm.
0: He must have. He doesn't care about the money. It's never been about the money. It's been about the freedom of speech for him. But that's so much money. So I said it's chump change to Elon Musk. That's chump change. He doesn't give a shit. It's more so he this you know what this really is, but this all boils down to is he feels fucking shafted because Twitter took down some of his shit that was like kind of like this is my free speech. I'm putting the light on some fucking crazy shit that you guys don't want people knowing about. That's what happened. That's it, what happened.
1: Wasn't Jeff Bezos part of it or like I
0: don't know. I didn't I don't remember seeing Bezos name pop up, but I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't because doubt I know it. those two got a little thing going crazy on. fucking Richard elites like that yeah dude I wouldn't doubt it at all at all but yeah I feel like this that's what this was this was just the biggest flex that he could think of he's like all right bitch you want to play like that all right man guess what I'm your boss now and guess what you're fucking, you're fucking fired,
1: fired. <laughs> yeah Trump come in and start firing dude. everybody
0: <laughs> dude that's what I'm saying bro that's what I'm saying man that's crazy Twitter has entered into a definitive agreement to be acquired by an entity wholly owned by Elon Musk for fifty-four point two, or $54.20 per share in cash in a transaction valued at approximately $44 billion. Upon completion of the transaction, Twitter will become a privately held company, the company said in a news conference. Free speech, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, Musk said in a statement. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open a source, or making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was literally just about to delete Twitter because I mean, I truthfully, all I see on Twitter is tits and sports. Yeah, it's, that's all it is, and it's just like it's fucking pointless. It's just distracting at this point. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to, like, cut out distractions out of my life because, like, I just don't have yeah, the absolutely. time for it.
1: No, absolutely. So, it's a like, great idea.
0: Twitter, Twitter was definitely on the chopping block. But now that I know that Elon fucking just bought it and just got it, I don't know, man. I, I think I like that idea of defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. Like, getting rid of all the fucking... It, it, yeah, it, Twitter it's, is literally a cesspool. That's what Twitter really is, is a cesspool of fucking craziness but now that you know a guy with a fucking fully functioning brain is now on the on the wheel maybe he'll turn it around so i won't give up on it just yet because i like looking at the tits but uh but yeah twitter i don't know twitter's one of those fucking apps one of those socials that's just like ugh, ugh. And
1: twitter's already like 10 years old 11 years old or something hell like yeah, that dude. you know it has yeah, been out yeah. for a minute
0: mm-hmm. so sure enough man fucking wild dude that's what i'm saying i was just thinking about that today too like uh when i got in trouble in madison i don't know why i was thinking about it but it just popped into my head today fuck dude that was almost 15 years ago excuse me (laughs) like fuck that is disgusting bro time waits for nobody man and it's just like again with the like the realization of like the, the the music stuff and like living a dream kind of thing like it's been a lifelong pursuit. I don't realize it and then I just said it you know at the beginning of the episode. We've been playing music for five fucking years almost now. Yeah. Like, dude, where did it go? Where oh, that's right, it went to fucking bullshit shows in local cities. That's where it went. But you gotta do that. You gotta do that. You gotta yeah, do that. Your, your yeah, you gotta be, build your street cred for sure. Um but yeah, it's uh it's crazy to we're getting so old. Fuck. But then
1: again, like we were just talking about, too, about how, like, Jared Leto, he's 50. 50 he looks looks great. fucking Rock, fantastic. 49. Looks fucking... People ask, does Apex he Apex Predator,
0: dude. That dude <laughs> is fucking... I, fucking his muscles have muscles. Like, I don't even get it. I don't even get how you... Well, I get it. I'll just never do it. <laughs> never say never. That's one thing I told the boys this time around. And that's one thing I also realized from this last, this last tour is this, like, rest... You have no idea how important it is to get you sleep. I can I mean, believe it though.
1: The like, long haul.
0: Especially like when you're on the road. It's like the name of the game is conserving energy. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what you're trying to do from city to city, is just you're conserving your energy until you get to the next venue. Once you unload, then it's you can open that floodgate and then okay, now you're at work, now it's showtime, you play your set, and then as soon as you're done playing you you know you start to taper that back you start to hit the brakes a little bit yeah you know you obviously you go to the merch table and you have fun with everybody that's there but then as soon as like it's time to go now it's okay we're back to conserving energy so like but now we have six and a half hours in between here and the next city so making sure that you don't build a sleep deficiency is very very important because like as soon as you i mean it's not rocket science if you if you get a good night's sleep you wake up feeling energized you feel like you can actually accomplish something you're not thinking about when the nap's coming or when you'll finally get to lay down you're thinking about like what can i get done today you know what i'm saying so like and again when you're on the road day to day day today 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 like you gotta you just gotta stay on top of that shit man And that's one thing i'm actually gonna have the conversation with the boys tonight about like that's one thing that we're all guilty of. I don't want to point the finger and say that it's just one individual. We're all guilty of it when, like, we're in between cities and, like, you're supposed to be sleeping because you're the next one on the wheel, but you're on your phone back in your bunk. Like, that's – I get it. But understand, like, you're going you're gonna to regret not being able to take advantage of the opportunity right now to sleep because, guess what, in three hours when me or Chris or Phil – is done on the wheel because we just got done playing the show and then we loaded up and then we just drove three hours. Like I'm not, I'm the keys are yours now. Like I'm going to sleep. I'm actually going to go to sleep. Um, so yeah, making sure that everybody's well rested. You know, that's a really, really important thing for sure. For sure. Cause you know, you just make bad decisions when you're not fucking rested, dude. You eat shittier, you, you know, you're always looking for the, the opportunity to fucking to, to slack off, to lay down, to do anything, to sit down, yeah. which is not productive. Like, But, if again, if you wake up, like, got that seven hours, like, oh, oh, shit. All right, what are we doing today? And that's the thing. Like, I want to make sure that in the time that we have, because there are times where, like, you know, the city to city is only two hours. We'll knock that out the night of. So then we have the entire fucking day the next day to do stuff. But it's just like I, we sit on the bus and just bullshit. Like, no, 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 I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go walk around. I, whatever. It's the same strip malls that we see in our, in our city. Whatever. There might be a crazy fucking store in one of those strip malls. Yeah. I'm going for a walk. Uh, that's one thing that I really, I personally, I'm going to be focusing in on a lot. Because I feel like uh, I lost like 15 pounds on that last tour. Put it all right back on. Thank you, quad. Um, but now this one's twice as long, and I'm not going back to quad. So, and I'm fucking ridiculously more broke than I was in the first one. So I feel like um, I feel like I could really parlay this into a into a nice like life changing kind of opportunity. I just I want to get in shape. I do want to get in shape. I want to be. I just want to look better. Yeah, want to look better, especially like if I'm on stage. Like nobody wants to look at a fucking short round everyone wants to see the fucking good-looking guy up there you know what i'm saying like i know i know i'm a good-looking guy but it's just like from here up yeah that's cool from here down like whoa i'm fucking those tits yeah those are <laughs> those are big tits too <laughs> uh, but yeah you know just things you learn you learn along the way along the ride baby and The things things you learn on the road it's crazy it's craziness uh, but yeah, I've been rambling, we've been rambling on long enough now about the band and myself. That sounded, this was a very egotistical episode. I'm sorry. No, it's
1: fine. It was actually, <laughs> I think it was something that was kind of due because we did the, you know, the Garrett interview like two years ago mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it was uh, kind of a half-assed thing. This was good to know you a little bit more from then till now because you've learned more obviously and- the stuff you were talking about that Keith has told you and what you've learned and how you've ma- you've shown the maturity from then till now. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, the evolution, where you're, where you want to be and how you're getting there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You man. know, it's not just like, oh yeah, you know, we, we got this show at this local place, you know, nah. two shit bands, you know, you got nah. a real thing going on now. So fuck yeah. I mean, for you to, to talk about all that stuff, at I, I I thought it was good. it was a it was our version of Along the Ride.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, you know. Man. Fuck yeah. So, I think that was good and you know, when you're back by then, I will hopefully have something good to talk about and you can ask me. <laughs> but you know, even still, you know, it, it was it was good to hear it too because like yeah. I haven't really had a chance to sit down with you and and get all these updates and, you know, talk with you about the things that mm-hmm. have been progressing. You know, yeah, the most we really talk is when we would play
0: Warzone. Warzone, yeah. And you know, because even during the week that. we don't
1: text much because you're yeah. busy. I got stuff going on, so yeah. you know the worlds. Yeah, they're kind of apart right now.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy how busy you can make yourself. Yeah. It really is,
1: and it's good to keep yourself busy because
0: oh yeah, you'd be making nothing but bad decisions. <laughs> the fuck, dude, that's my mo. <laughs> like if I don't yeah. keep myself distracted, yeah. yeah, we are almost done, baby. In fact, you know what? Come here. You can help sign us off, uh, but yeah, it, you know, I'm glad. I am glad for sure that I've got my my plate completely stacked and overflowing because yeah, if I didn't, I'd probably get yeah. in trouble. Um, and I wanted to point out too, it's been crazy. It's crazy. October. is three years for this. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts. Bananas uh but yeah okay let's wrap it up uh facebook.com slash dipping milk and cookies go like share rate review subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh any content concerns comments rude remarks can be sent to dipping milk and cookies at gmail.com or in direct messages on instagram or facebook patreon.com slash dipping milk and cookies Corey, marcus mckenzie the true heroes everybody be like them all the support always helps never hurts uh Facebook.com slash Reflection of Flesh We're on the road right now I don't know where we are But I'm pretty sure we're making our way Towards the west coast I know that um, You got anything you want to add buddy
1: I was glad that we got to, to do this And you Yeah just you have got a conversation
0: Where are you going I didn't say you could walk away You want to do it in dad's mic Yeah Okay uh, I want you Jaylene, I want you to say Thanks for listening Thanks for listening Stay safe Stay safe Stay healthy Stay healthy
1: Wash your hands
0: Wash your hands Okay Thank you Thanks for listening <laughs> It's But <been close> <laughs> But yeah I don't know It was It was really nice Getting this account I actually do this Kind of like how we used to you know Yeah what I mean? <laughs> And with that being said We'll wrap it up, guys. Everybody, again, be safe, stay healthy, wash your phone. <laughs> um, until next time, we will uh we'll catch you later. Love you, buddy. Love you too, man. All right, guys. You wanna say bye, Jalen? Say bye-Yup. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. Produced by the Dank Mob. Love chicken nuggets.